welcome to Squid Squad. Um, first, you're probably like, why are you called that? <laughs> and it's just like this kind of inside joke thing that we're letting you in on. May, do you want to kind of start off explaining that? <laughs> um, I guess I could say it was just this one crazy summer a couple years ago, and you were hanging out with these Mormon boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they tried to sell <laughs> and... me security. And you said that one of them reminded you of a squid in yeah. our group chat. Well, okay, I thought he, I originally described him as fine wine, but then we hung out uh, for a while and I was like, mm, more like a squid. Yeah, and you said, you called him a squid and did the little squid emoji in our group chat and then we just all died laughing and then from there we just named our group chat Squid Squad. Yeah, so welcome to our group chat. We've added you in and you are part of the Squid Squad. Um, so my name is Mitz and I'm an educator in the southern part of the U.S. And I'm May. I am a dietitian, but I am in the more of the food service management side of things. Um, and that's in, in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> I would ask her to explain more, but I'm sure, like, as we go It'll on. It'll bore you. <laughs> like, you'll just, you'll get it as we go on. So, the first thing I thought we could start off with, because I feel like more people are more interested in this, which is why I want to start with it, is, like, your field, your kind of stuff. So, what do you want to talk to us about today? I think today I'm just going to talk about the place I was at starting quarantine and then where I'm at now and then kind of what I did in between to kind of get there. Um, so I guess, yeah, beginning of this year, I kind of had a realization like, girl, you don't let yourself go. <laughs> um, and you know, I mean, as a dietitian, like, I feel a lot of pressure, like, oh my gosh, that's a diet. It's kind of like a nurse when they tell you you shouldn't smoke and then you see them out on the street and they're smoking. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's like, okay, so why is this um, dietitian that's a little fluffy? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> trying to tell me what I should and shouldn't eat. So, yeah, I just was in a interesting place in my life and I was just like, man, I really need something to do to kind of reset. And... Uh, so basically, we were out having drinks, I think, with some friends, and oh, a friend yeah. of ours, shout out to Jody, <laughs> I don't know, um, but she just started talking about, girl, just start running, you'll lose so much weight, I'm like, oh god, oh god, sorry, we're outside and there's nuts, <laughs> um, <laughs> I can delete from here, so. Okay. Um, so... I've always hated running, but for some reason that day when she said that, I was like, you know what, girl, you're right. I should just get out and start running, doing something. Um, so I started doing that, and then a coworker of mine introduced me to this challenge called 75 Hard. And basically, and you can just Google literally 75 Hard and if you're interested in this, and you can get into it. Um, but basically... It, you have to follow five rules every single day. One of them is you have to read a book every day. Um, no, you have to read ten pages every day. The next thing I is... I was about to say, a whole book every day? That's real <laughs> aspirational. I know. Okay, <laughs> ten pages every day. And then you have to pick you know, a way to eat, uh, whether you want to follow a strict diet or just you know, changing up your the way you're eating. So you choose something like that, and then you have to drink a gallon of water every day. You have to exercise for 45 minutes twice a day, 
one of those 45 minutes has to be outside. And then the fifth thing, crap, what is the fifth thing? There's no alcohol, right? Oh, no alcohol. Because which, I remember that was a yes, struggle bus. That was a struggle because I do like me a drink or two or three. Um, or ten. <laughs> but, yeah, that was a struggle for me um, because, yeah, there's a lot of temptation during that time. So I thought about it for a bit, and I was like, man, that sounds really tough. Like, there's no way I can do that. And then she finally convinced me. So I was like, all right, let's do this. So we started in. Okay. But how did she convince you? Like, what were the words where you were like, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it. I mean, basically it was, she was just like, I mean, what, what do you have to lose? Like, just try it. And if you fail, like, who cares? You can just either start over or, you know, whatever. And again, like I was saying earlier, I was at that point in my life where I was really desperately looking for some sort of reset because I just was in this place and I felt stuck. I felt it it was really hard for me to get into better habits. Um, I was just in this spiral of bad habits of drinking too much, eating terrible things, not being active. Um, So, yeah. She just kind of convinced me in that way. And I was like, you know what? I have been wanting to do something to help reset and let me tell you, it definitely helped. Um, the, I think the hardest part was definitely the exercise portion because that's like 90 minutes a day. I had to make sure, and then it had to, at least one of them had to be outside. And, and then also the other hard part was the alcohol because that was pretty tough. You know, usually when I'm hanging out with friends, like, oh, let's have a drink. Let's drink some wine or, you know, whatever. So that was really tough, but I think it's what I needed um, because alcohol gives you a lot of empty calories. I mean, whether you realize or not, a few drinks, man, that can be three, four hundred, five hundred calories right there. You're drinking, um, so that really helped me big time for sure. Um, so I did that, and I chose to try being vegetarian for 75 days. So I think all in all, it's hard to pinpoint like which thing really helped me reset because it was like I said five different things so I don't know if it was the vegetarian part of it or the exercise really it was just the whole thing of drinking more because I was a dehydrated AFB I always am (laughs) so I think just all in all um doing this challenge really helped me reset and get back into healthier habits and I think that was the main main point of it is, you know, if you can do anything for a couple months, that can help you get into some healthier habits. And it really has. Like, I hate running, but I still, to this day, every once in a while, I'm, I'm not running every day like I was, but I do still get out there and run every once in a while. And then Mitz and I also joined a gym together, which has been awesome, too. So every day I'm still doing something active. Um, and then... I'm not a vegetarian anymore. I tried to stick with it a little bit after it, but I was like, you know what? Hot dogs are too damn good. <laughs> I just like, it's, for me, there's nothing philosophical or anything like that about it. Like there's, I'm not against animals being killed, like as terrible as that sounds. Like, yes, it makes me sad, but it's not something I'm passionate about. And there's really no reason. And I'm like, I, I would prefer to get, a lot of good protein for anybody um, freaking out right now yes we don't <laughs> like that farms mistreat their animals yes. but 
there is nutritional value in meat that I'm no dietitian now. I'm just an educator, but through my reading, like I, there are certain things that you can get from meat that you just can't get from oh, a plant-based only yeah. diet. Like when I, I already naturally have, am lower in iron. So during this challenge, I ended up having to purchase me some iron supplement <laughs> so I can make sure I'm still getting enough iron. I know you can still get some type of iron from, you know, legumes and beans and lentils, but it's not the same type of iron that you would get from, you know, meat. Um, but if you are vegetarian, more power to you. Yes. Like, absolutely. I, I would recommend it to not, anybody. If they yeah, want we are to. not knocking that mm-hmm. at all. It was just absolutely not. Everybody I, has personal choices. Yeah. I think it really helped me. I mean, I, I lost about, I started this in. March, I'd say with the challenge alone, I probably lost about 20 pounds. But before then, I was already, like I said, I was running already uh, before I started it. So since the beginning of this year, I lost about 30 pounds or so. Ooh, clap, clap. Yeah, still got a ways to go, but we're getting there. Um, so I know that because even for people like that are moderately active, like I would count myself as moderately active, but I'm forced, but I'm there. <laughs> um, what would, what would you say was something that made you get up and you're like, oh, all right, I have to go do something active for the 75 hard challenge? I think it was just, A, I, you know, I like a good challenge. Like, I hate feeling, I think it's just how I am. I'm a Virgo, so. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have to put that in there. But I cannot, I have a fear of failing, first off, and I hate feeling like I failed. I beat myself up about it. So I didn't want to fail. I really wanted to make change within myself because, like I said, I came to a point in life where I was just like, oh, my gosh, why am I like this right now? (laughs) So I just really, really wanted to stick with it, and I think that was a huge motivator for me is I just wanted to feel cute again. Like I hated getting up and just feeling, like, sluggish and, like, look in the mirror, and I'm just like, oh. Like, I used to be so cute, what happened? Which, I was still cute. I'm just really hard on myself. <laughs> like, no matter how what size you are, you're going to be cute. But, um, yeah, I think that was a huge motivator for me is I just wanted to feel confident again. And that was, and I feel like starting there would, would help that. So Yeah, I mean, and I do feel like a lot of people, like, brush over that. It's not talked about enough where... Mm-hmm. If you have always been a certain size, it doesn't matter what size that Mm -hmm. is, then you're comfortable. But when you, so like for me, you know, I've always been a fairly petite person, but then when I got pregnant, like the mental battle it always Mm -hmm. was, was really tough. And then after I had my baby, like your body is a lot different. And on top of that, there were so many older women that were like, oh, good luck finding time to work out and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I have to go back because it just Mm -hmm. felt weird not being, it felt like you weren't in your own skin anymore. So, and you know, you used to play softball and stuff. So yeah, I mean, I've always been a little bit on the thicker side, but you know, I was more muscle and in shape that kind of way. Um, so, you know, I, I went to culinary school as well. So I think that's where it kind of started. And I just went, started going downhill from there. I just started eating too much <laughs> and not exercising enough, um, and not eating the right things either. Cause that's super important. You, you still need to eat enough to have the, the right amount of energy. Um, but it's all about what you eat, of course, and, in, in moderation. So you can still treat yourself from, for some Taco Bell like I did last night. But in moderation, which I didn't do. (laughs) 
And um, how would you say you avoided temptation? Because that's another big oh, one. Oh, gosh. And I'm such a sucker. Like, I have a hard time saying no. Um, you know, if somebody's like, oh, let's go drink. I'm just, such, I'm like that down-ass person. Like, okay, let's go. Um, so it was really difficult for me. But again, I think just something in me changed a bit this year where I really wanted to stay motivated and like get, start having some confidence again. So I think that was, again, just that motivation that I had to feel better, I think helped me stick to it and not give in to temptation because I'm not going to lie. There's a few times I came and hung out with Mitz and her husband and they had some beers out and I may have smelt them and, (laughs) and have been tempted to take a sip, but during that 75 days, but, um, yeah, I think just trying to stay motivated because, like, I really want to feel good again. Like, I've spent too many years, for the past couple of years, not feeling good about myself. And it's like, it's time. It's time to change. Get close to my 30s. That's my prime time. I need to get primed. <laughs> yeah, and I would say, like, I see that in, or, like, I see this, not that, in my students a lot where it's like, oh, I failed today. So, like, I didn't do what I was supposed to do today. But that doesn't mean that you just, like, throw it all and give up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's totally okay if tomorrow to be like, you know what? I'll just get back on it. So, what yeah, if I messed totally up okay. one day, you know? Absolutely. And I think, too, like, for me, it, you know, I was talking about looking good in the mirror. Like, that. yes, that's part of it. But for me, I think it was just the feeling. Like, I hated feeling just, like, not confident and just not happy with myself, I think was a big motivator. It wasn't for me, it wasn't about losing weight. Yes, that's a big perk, obviously, but I think it was just more like regaining my confidence and, and loving myself again. And that's, it's really helped. Obviously, I got a long ways to go, but it was a really good reset and start for me, that's for sure. So would you recommend 75 hard and how can people find more about it? Oh, yeah, I would definitely recommend the challenge if you're up for it. Um, I think it it has a good concept to it. I mean, 75 days is plenty of time to build great habits. Um, and, I th- and I like the part where it doesn't tell you, oh, you need to do this keto diet or this diet. You know, I'm not a huge fan of fad diets. But, you know, it doesn't tell you that you need to do this. It just says pick a way you want to eat during this time. And... Um, so I, I, I like the challenge a lot. I mean, I think it has some, in the reading the book part, I haven't even talked about that. That alone, like I wasn't reading enough. And I think that alone has been super helpful now. At least once a week right now, I've been reading something, which before I wasn't reading anything. And I think that, like I said, it's just, it, it was a great challenge to help build good habits. And, um, and so if you're interested in that, again, it's called 75 Hard. I don't have like a link to give, but if you Google it, you'll be able to find it and it's it's free you don't have to pay for it you just look at the list of things you got to do and just stick with it and hold yourself accountable for 75 hard I definitely recommend doing it with a friend or coworker or whatever because again that accountability because I know I have a hard time keeping my own self accountable so good stuff yeah (laughs) well um let's move into talking about education and then we'll get to the fun part about lying on the couch um (laughs) so um right now a huge hot topic in education and the world not the world well maybe the world I don't know what's going on but in the United States (laughs) is um learning remotely and going back to school physically or not I've seen 
most of the people I've seen talk about this are very much about like, I want my kid back in school. That's the best place for them to learn. You know, they're not going to do as well at home. And you are 100% right in that. Um, from a teacher's perspective and why you might see teachers complaining about it though, because uh, you're not wrong, but let's say the projection I believe right now is that 60% of kids will return, but I'm not a math teacher. I'm an English teacher. So we're going to go with 50% because that's easier for me to math in my brain. <laughs> so typically I have about 180 students. So let's say only 90 show up uh, and the other 90 decide to do virtual, which is an option that our district is offering. Um, that is still 90 students that I will see throughout the day that I have to make sure they clean up after their desks that, you know, will they regulate for masks? My kids can't even remember to bring a pencil to class. Um, so I would have to provide masks most likely and hand sanitizing everyone all the time. Um, you know, we do what we can so that kids aren't horse playing, but it happens. And to try and sit these kids six feet apart in the classroom is virtually impossible, especially because I'm a high school teacher. So I have large children. <laughs> um, they are nearly adults because I do teach older kids sometimes, too. And um, yeah, so I just think that it is so hard. Teachers have to provide everything. Like, I already have to provide my own supplies, but now um, there has been zero talks of like, oh, yeah, you know, we'll make sure every teacher gets at least two hand sanitizer bottles. Like, nope, that is not happening. And then, you know, if I get sick or if I even just have to get tested, I'm not allowed to go back for two weeks. So, you know, who's paying for that? Because I have a family to support still. I have an eight-month-old son and what if I bring it home to him like that sucks and so there's just a lot more things to think about but I do agree with you there's nowhere else that your child is going to get the best learning experience except for being in person at school in front of the teacher I mean I love seeing them face to face when I had to teach virtually it was just it was really hard to have that connection still and for them to like care the same. Um, so if you're wondering like, well, how can I support my child then? They are you know, going to be learning virtually because I know some places have decided like we're just doing virtual. How am I supposed to support them? I'm not even home. I would just try to stay on top of it as much as you can. I totally get being a busy parent. But, you know, once you do get home, I know you're going to be tired, but it takes five seconds to be like, hey, you know, what did you do today? And don't accept an answer of just, oh, you know, nothing. Like, I might ask them, like, well, let me see one thing. That way you're not coming off overbearing because I totally know how teacher teenagers can be. <laughs> They're like, yeah, let me just see, like, one of the things that you worked on. Oh, that's cool. Like, I know for English, we're still reading texts. So be like, what was that about? and have them describe it to you. If they can't, then, you know, maybe it is time to sit down with your kid and be like, look, I'm asking these questions. And I think being transparent with your child is the most, 
like one of the best things that you can do because I do this with my students and I plan to do this with my own son I would just say hey I'm asking you these questions because I'm trying to show you that I care and that I want to help you in any way I can because in a lot of ways it probably feels like you're trying to learn by yourself still and when kids receive that from you because um, you know their brains aren't fully developed yet they cannot sometimes see like oh you're asking this question because you care and you want to help sometimes they're like oh you're asking this question because you're invading my privacy and you think that I can't do it kids think like that and so just being transparent about why you're asking questions why you want to know why you want to be involved can I think be one of the best ways to support your kid right now what do you think about um especially in our district that where we live they're talking about the hybrid program what do you think some of the pros and cons that will be yeah well I know here they're actually deciding to do away with the hybrid program so Uh they're not they're not going to allow like kids to be in school half time and then do virtual half time here exactly but in other places around the state they want to Mm. do a hybrid thing and I honestly thought that that would have been the best because they get a little bit of time in front of me Mm -hmm. and you know we're splitting the kids up in as small of a number as possible, which is good. And then they have to do some of it at home and then I'm still providing support at home the best that I can. Um, Obviously the cons is every day in most classrooms, you're covering a different standard. So, you know, there's going to be a day where you don't see the kid and you're covering a new standard and they might not get it. And then when they come to the classroom, they're behind because they're like, well, I didn't get that. I couldn't do it. So then you got to cover the same thing again in class. But I just think that's something that like you can't help. It just has to get done. And yes, we are sitting outside. (laughs) So you might hear some outside noise. Yeah, you might. Yeah. Do you have any fears about going back to school and teaching or what's to come? Um, personally, I am really excited to go back Mm -hmm. and see a whole set of new faces and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I really do love teaching. I always like talk about like, Ooh, let me look for this and that and the other, but it's just literally because I want to make more money. (laughs) Um, I absolutely love teaching. Um, obviously a fear is that somebody who is not paying attention to their child, because unfortunately that is a reality where I would say probably 30% of my children has a tough home life. Mm -hmm. Um, So somebody not paying attention to them and they're sick or, you know, they just have maybe a family with a different viewpoint and so they're not being careful and somebody gets sick and you don't really know. And then I just don't want to get my child sick because he's so young. Yeah. You know. That is a big fear. Yeah. And I mean, they, I think I've read stuff where they're like, oh, you know, it doesn't affect children the same. But it doesn't matter. I don't want to see my kid sick, period. Right. And so far, knock on wood, he is, has not gotten <laughs> sick. Um, and yeah. I'd like to keep it that way as long as I can. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's some, some good things to think about for sure. All right. So now we're going to do a segment called Wine on the Couch. So, all you little squiddies, (laughs) grab your wine, your drink. If you're just drinking water, that's cool, too. But it's supposed to just kind of be like if you're just chilling with us on the couch, girl talking, shit talking, Mm -hmm. talking, talking, I don't know. 
But yeah, just all that jazz, you know, <laughs> all that fun girl stuff. Yeah, we got our we got our little drink in here, you know. Yeah, a little, little bit, a little bit. We're <laughs> sipping a little something so that way we can talk things out. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I thought it would be really fun mm-hmm. because I feel like, <laughs> as a teacher, sound like an old lady here, mm. and just thinking about my life in general so obsessed with relationships like everybody is like i want to be in some type of relationship even if it's not like boyfriend girlfriend you're like i want my peace my person whoever i'm messing around with whatever i'm talking to who and so and duh i don't know but (laughs) just that connection Yeah, yeah like people are so obsessed and you know being single is so fun it's okay to embrace being single yeah you don't have to be in a relationship every other month, every year, every second, every day. <laughs> yeah, or like people that relationship jump, I'm guilty. <laughs> but like, you know, I don't know. So I, I wanted feel like to talk me about and that. you, yeah, we're like polar opposites. Like you're <laughs> you're definitely a relationship girl and I'm like I've only had a couple relationships. I think and I've been single for a long time now. <laughs> How long? <laughs> I'm expose you. I don't <laughs> embarrassing um like straight up single like not oh my god there's something in my drink but straight up single not in an actual like boyfriend girlfriend relationship yes because um, you're single <laughs> you don't have a boyfriend you're single <laughs> look okay okay um dang how old am i now uh i don't know like six seven years i'm sorry like in y'all's i think ears. it's over five years or maybe yeah. i think it is Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just had a realization. <laughs> I've been single for over five years, guys. And you know what? It's okay. It's okay. I was really bothered by that for a long time. Like, I really desired being in a relationship. And, you know, it's still part of me does, of course. Um, you know, you want that companionship, someone to talk to every day and come home to, whatever. But... Oh, no, after a while it gets annoying. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> But, you know, I'm also finally after, I'm not going to say the number again, but after all those years, I'm starting to embrace being single again. Yes. Again, not again. I've been single. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm starting to embrace it more and be like, you know what? It's okay. I don't have to have a man's or woman's, whatever you want to (laughs) do. You don't need that to, you know, be happy. And again, like I was talking about earlier in this, in this uh, little show, (laughs) Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, find peace with myself and gain that confidence and get and be happy. So I think it's a perfect time for me to be single and figure things out. Yeah, it's like a positive part of life because mm-hmm. I look back and um, this sounds really mean and horrible, but I think this is just the reality and I'm a very real person. You'll get to know. So I'm just going to straight up say it. Sometimes I think I dated people just because... I felt like I should. Like, Mm -hmm. I spent so much time around them and pouring into them in certain ways that I was just like, well, hell, might as well just date them. I did that twice, probably. Yeah. Now, like, back to back. (laughs) And it wasted, not wasted, that's a bad way to put it, because it wasn't a waste of time by no means. Um, But it was, like, time that would have been good to 
explore myself as a person and just do whatever the fuck I wanted to do. Yes, <laughs> I had to drop the <laughs> F-bomb on that one because in 2018 was oh. when... I like let Came loose. Came to the realization that she needed to get out of this toxic relationship. <laughs> well, and it's just like if like I hadn't been single because, like I said, I pretty much dated somebody or people like back to back. So yeah. that would have been like uh, six, seven years of my life where I was in a relationship the total, entire like, time. The entire time, mm-hmm. and it was with two different people, but. Like, I really needed that moment. And then before that, like, I was just obsessed with being in, like, oh, like, a cute relationship. And so, even though I was single, there were people that, like, I felt loyal to, which, even though we weren't in a relationship, so I mm. kept myself loyal to them with quotes. I get that. Which I know a lot of y'all be doing, mm-hmm. and don't do it. It's dumb. Just do you. Yeah. Like, if it means you're going to go party and see somebody different every single night, then cool. Or if you're not that kind of person and you're just like, you know what? I really like to just do my own thing. I like to focus on one person at a time. Um, but there's not somebody giving you a clear message that they want to be with you and it's not healthy. Then you just need to like, bye. Focus on yourself. Do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Just like do your own thing. When I did that in 2018, it was probably like the happiest years year yeah. of my life we have a lot of crazy stories from that year yeah and, <laughs> and which you know, we'll get to one day <laughs> yeah i'm sure like if you keep listening to our pad pad podcast <laughs> our podcast then you'll eventually hear them yeah but you know so i don't know I mean, tell me about i think you <laughs> i'm very different in the fact that like i i'm like i immediately put people in like the friend zone kind of thing you know like i that and I also am a hard person to. I, I'm just not a vulnerable person. I don't like to be vulnerable. I don't. I think a lot of people don't like to be vulnerable, but like I definitely. Yeah, I mean, I really don't either, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, but I I have a hard time being vulnerable, so I think that's why I have a hard time even getting to a point with somebody to end up in a relationship because like I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't, and it, it's probably because I've been hurt in the past and. You know, I'm that type of person. I'm a super sensitive person. I may not show it on the outside, but I'm a very sensitive person. Actually, I probably show it on the outside, too, but whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a very sensitive person, so, like, if I'm hurt or something like that, I will, like, this wall is made of steel. Like, it ain't, <laughs> like, wood, wooden wall you can break down easily. So, like, I've, over the past ten years, I've probably built up the strongest wall known to me. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, and I, I think I've just gotten to that point where I'm just like, I don't even know how to date anymore. That's embarrassing oh my to God. say. I put this woman on hinge. Oh, my had God. Had her talking Stop. to, like, 30 menses. <laughs> and she would not. There was a pharmacist that I wanted to meet. He got creepy, though, to be fair. I'm just. But she wouldn't go. I just hate when there's, like, pressure around something. That probably sounds stupid and really immature of me to say, but, like, I don't. Like, if I. I know, and I know I hate saying, like, I prefer to meet somebody organically, but I do. I do kind of prefer that, but I, I am starting to get to the point in my life where I'm like, I need to put myself out there and quit riding this train of, I want to meet somebody organically, because obviously, <laughs> organic is false. I don't well, know. especially right now, like, that's so yeah, hard to do. It really is. I just, like, so. I put so much pressure around it, and naturally, I mean, I'm sure you, just from listening to this, you can tell... 
just for me talking, I can be a bit of an awkward person. <laughs> so I think I put a lot of pressure around it for myself. It's me. I'm an overthinker. So if I know I'm going to be going on a date with somebody, I start to overthink it. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so awkward. What if they think I'm weird? Like this and that. Like, why do I care what someone thinks about me? I don't know, but I do care too much. And yeah. I think that's a huge root of my issue is, um, I just care too much what people think and I overthink it and then I put too much pressure around it and then I back out. <laughs> yeah, but you know, when you're in a relationship, it's the healthy and right thing to do to be considerate of them yeah. and, you know, to want to do things together. I mean, obviously you have your own time to do your own things, but when you go to events or you know, sometimes if you're just watching a movie, like, having that person there with you is nice. But when you're single, like, that is your time to really go out and do what you like to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, that was concerts. And you I was like, I didn't get to go to concerts for, like, I don't know, four years, basically. Ugh. And and I said I didn't get to because um, the person I was with was super weird about it. Uh, in a way, understandably so, I guess. Um But, you know, that's just, like, a part of who I was. I really like concerts. I love live music. I love music in general. It's, you know, I think that's my love language is music. So if I'm sharing a song with you and I tell you, like, I really like this song, you should listen to it. I get so butthurt if you don't really (laughs) listen to the song. Because, like, in a way, that's me being vulnerable with you and speaking to you, you know, from my heart. So, I don't know. But anyways, like, you get to do what you want to do. I booked so many concerts, and I traveled to so many places that I knew I either wanted Mm -hmm. to go to really badly or that I'm like, oh, I love this place. So, we're just, we're going. And uh, May was with me for all those adventures. Yeah, because like I said, I'm I'm that down-ass friend. (laughs) Like, oh, you want to randomly go to Indianapolis this weekend? Let's do it. Yeah. Stay in this creepy hotel (laughs) oh my god it was so creepy um but it was really fun it was really fun I that whole summer in 2018 was just awesome I think it's what we needed is what you needed too after that relationship but yeah yeah so there's definitely a lot of power in singularity and I think we I don't know I get so annoyed now when people are like oh you know um this is probably a dumb example. Like, Disney sets expectations, like, too high. It's not going to be a fairy tale. Uh, bitch, yes, it fucking is. It is going to be a fairy tale, or I ain't doing it. Like, that's the mentality that I need all my girls, all my students, like, everybody to have. Like, it's going to be what I dream of it being like, or it's not for me. Like, you need to have those highest standards. And then just do you. Because if you don't have those high standards of, like, this is what I want, then that's how you end up in these slumps. And then you date somebody for two years. And you're like, oh, I'm still unhappy. Why? Well, because you have this idea of what you want. And you were like, well, that's never going to happen. I'm just going to, you know, settle for this because I like this person. They're cool. Like, it's fine. And then it's not. It's not going to be fine. Okay? (laughs) So... I'm telling yeah. you from experience. And I think I'm I'm starting to finally find that power in singularity or whatever this this year. I, I really feel like this is going to be my year. Like 2020 is going to be your year? Yes. Oh. I mean, well, it's not everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a terrible year to be my year. But <laughs> I think it's really given me time to slow down and, and you know, get get myself together and kind of come to terms with some things and just 
figure shit out, basically. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, before all this crazy COVID stuff happened, I was like, go, go, go. And I would never take time to really think about, like, why am I like this? Why, why am I overthinking this? This and that. But now with quarantine, I'm not traveling as much for my job. I'm not doing it. So I'm really being forced to, like be with myself <laughs> if that makes sense <laughs> but you know I'm forced to like think like, oh hell I gotta hang I out with shoot, I gotta hang out with this girl again god dang <laughs> it but you know I mean it's 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 true though I've I've had to like be forced to like be with myself and be alone and like think through why why am I overthinking this right now and kind of like talk through all of that and figure out the root cause of it and I think it's been really helpful But if, you know, you didn't do anything, that's cool, too. Like, I'm a mom. I would do anything to just lay on the bed for three days straight and watch, like, trash on TV. Because I like to do that anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Like, I feel like quarantine may have been really tough for people. And some I've talked with some people, and it's been really, like, a moment of clarity for them and having time to slow down from the everyday hustle and bustle of life and like me so it's really helped me to kind of slow down despite all of the sadness going on in the world and everything um for me personally I've been able to to kind of focus more on myself but yeah however you want to take quarantine that's on you boo boo like (laughs) if you want to just chill eat some Taco Bell I keep talking about Taco Bell yeah, I mean, you know, nobody, nobody judging you over here. Like I said, if you have been just laying around all this time, I admire you. Keep doing it. Yeah. Um, just do whatever you need to do to keep yourself mentally healthy. Exactly. That's the point. Yeah. yeah. That's basically our point is utilize this time, whatever you need to do for yourself to, you know, stay mentally healthy because it, it is tough times. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're stuck at home a majority of time. Things aren't normal. You can't go out and hang out with people the same like you used to before. And it's it's really different and really hard to adjust to. So however you need to combat that is on you. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully you enjoyed our first podcast. I hope that we improve. <laughs> yeah. Um, Did a lot of improv. We don't, I don't even know how to do this. <laughs> yeah. But also, you know, we hope that you keep listening in as we improve. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, cool. We will see you in the next episode, whenever that is. Peace out, Squid Squad. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>